0: Are you ready for the Quantum Age?
1: Humanity's next step in evolution?
0: Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you to the extraordinary platform of evolutionary voices for the quantum age.
1: Let's explore, learn more about this upcoming age where we bridge science with spirituality.
0: Where potentiality meets reality.
1: Where we take compassion into action.
0: Our Trailblazers and Visionaries will ask the whys, the what-ifs, while igniting continuous possibility.
1: Come along with us into an age beyond what we know today, where we can grow together in unity
0: consciousness. Experience evolutionary voices for the quantum age, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on DreamVision7Radio.com. Welcome to What's in Your Way is the Way with your host, Mary O'Malley, inviting you to open to the radical notion that in your life, whatever you perceive to be in your way is the way. In other words, your challenges, whether they be relationships, compulsions, finances, or illness, come with gifts embedded in them that can bring healing and allow you to experience the joy of being fully alive. Mary is a counselor, awakening mentor, inspirational speaker, and the author of What's in the Way is the Way, the gift of our compulsions, belonging to life, and the magical forest of aliveness. What's in Your Way is the Way with Mary O'Malley is part of Evolutionary Voices for the Quantum Age, heard Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on the Dream Vision 7 radio network.
1: Welcome. To what's in your way is the way, and I'm your host, Mary O'Malley, and today we are exploring the banquet of love. I want to begin by reading you excerpts from a letter attributed to Einstein, a letter he wrote his daughter Liesel. There is some debate about whether this is true, but I think when I read these excerpts, you will get a sense that it doesn't matter who wrote them, for woven throughout them is the truth that humanity is finally waking up to. And so here are the excerpts. There is an extremely powerful force that so far science has not found a formal explanation for. It is a force that includes and governs all others and is even behind any phenomenon operating in the universe. This universal force is love. This force explains everything and gives meaning to life. If we want our species to survive, if we are to find meaning in life, If we want to save the world and every sentient being that inhabits it, love is the one and only answer. Each individual carries within them a small but powerful generator of love whose energy is waiting to be released. When we learn to give and receive this universal energy, dear Liesl, we will have affirmed that love is the quintessence of life. Love is the most powerful force in the universe, more powerful than fear, ignorance, war, and insecurity. (laughs) So I thank whoever wrote those words. But your skeptic may be on board, doubting that this could be true, but to know that you live in a very small part of you, your thinking mind, and to learn how to use it for the wonderful tool it is without being lost in it. What this letter is saying, you begin to recognize is one of the greatest truths when you actually come back to life. In my counseling room, I had this beautiful poster, Love is what we're here for and then right beside it is a picture frame with three of my all-time favorite quotes the desire to make us over into love permeates the entire universe brian swim the supreme dignity available to humanity is to be the companion of god at the banquet of love This is the most dazzling and optimistic vision of what human beings essentially are. Andrew Harvey Someday, after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we will harness for God the energies of love, and then, for a second time in the history of the world, mankind will have discovered fire. Thierry de Chardin. Let in what these really highly intelligent, wise human beings are saying. Love is what holds the universe together. Brian Swim calls it allurement, the aspect of love that keeps electrons dancing around the nucleus of an atom, brings atoms together to create molecules, and molecules to make cells. And ultimately, it is the force that holds together the 70 trillion cells that make up you, and without hardly a thought from you. So what we're exploring here today is love heals, not only physical wounds, but with all the wounds of life. It's like a healing, soothing salve for your body, your mind, and your emotions. So let's look at the areas in our lives where love can truly make a difference. First, it helps heal your body, no matter what is going on. Being in a head-on auto accident in my early 20s, I tried for decades to fix my pain. I was ahead riding around on top of my body trying to manage my pain. It was only when I learned how to be with discomfort that the pain not only calmed down, but became my teacher. So what does that look like? What happens when you bring love and care to a part of your body that is in distress? The best story I've ever heard comes from the author Stephen Levine. He lived in the mountains of New Mexico, and they were off the grid, so they heated their house with wood-burning stoves. So they tried an experiment. When they would get a burn, they would send hatred and judgment and resistance into this burn. And the next time they got a burn, they would send love and care and compassion. And Stephen said over and over again, the burns that received the love healed more quickly. So let's take my body for example. I have a rare form of blood cancer that will be with me for the rest of my life. This cancer disturbs my body, not only with deep fatigue, but also an overall sensation of not feeling well. So I pause at times throughout my day and breathe in and out through my heart. And then on an outbreath, I send that love cascading throughout my whole body. And immediately I feel lighter. It reminds me that no matter what is going on in my body, especially if it's unpleasant, I can tune into my heart and bring my energy body to the forefront and rest in its nourishing aliveness. Also, I recently sprained my ankle by missing the curb and falling into the street. I noticed how much my mind wanted to stay away from the very sharp pains. But when I reversed that and brought my attention right here, I could feel healing energy flooding my ankle. FMRIs have shown that when a person gives their full attention to an area in their body, there is more metabolic activity, more blood, more oxygen, more chemical reactions. This is one of the core foundations of the new approach to pain outlined in Alan Gordon's book, The Way Out. What we now understand is that most of our pain is our reaction to our pain. Think of phantom leg syndrome and you'll see what I mean. With my ankle, rather than reacting, I was bringing my attention there, coupled with the amazing healing energy of my heart. And even though it was a serious sprain, healing happened fairly quickly. Love heals. Try something with me. Close your eyes and feel your way into your body. Notice the rising and the falling of your breath. Now simply recognize what your body's main experience right now. Alert, tired, anxious, agitated, peaceful, Numb. Now, simply smile. (laughs) If you watch carefully, you will see that the energy of your body shifts when you smile. Your brain releases dopamines, endorphins, and serotonin. These neurotransmitters are associated with lowering anxiety and increasing feelings of happiness. Love heals. It also heals your mental world. You have 65,000 thoughts that flow through your head all day long, but at one time, when you were a mere baby, you didn't have even one thought. Your mind was as wide open as the vast sky. But as you grew up, your head became filled with thoughts, and at a critical moment, you began to define yourself as these thoughts. Your mind said, I am afraid, and you think you are afraid. The important thing to get here is that the foundation of the stories in your head was created by a child. And if you watch carefully, you will see that the storyteller in your head is afraid. It's afraid it's not good enough, afraid it's not doing life right, afraid it won't get what it wants in life, afraid it won't be on time, afraid of what is to come, afraid of pain, illness, and death. Mostly what we do with our thoughts is identify with them, and then they drag us around on a merry chase. When they say we're happy, we think we're happy. When they say we're sad, we think we're sad. Or we try to control them. I spent a good portion of the first half of my life trying to control my thoughts. I was told if I just thought right, then I would have the life I wanted. It was like herding cats, and it never brought me the peace I longed for. When I learned how to see my thoughts rather than identify with them, I got enough space to see how much my mind struggles with life. And my heart began to open to this world of struggle in my head. And when I acknowledge my mind's struggle, caring for it like I would care for a child, it calms down. I say things like, Oh, I see you're upset or mad or scared. I am here with you and it is okay that you are here. Love heals even the stories in your head. The same is true for your emotional world. We have three main modes of dealing with our emotions. Suppress, express, or fix-it mode. Rarely, if ever, are we shown how to be present for our emotions, giving them the kind of attention they need to calm down. Thankfully, we are now beginning to learn the phenomenal power of meeting our emotions with our hearts. For acceptance sets whatever we are experiencing free. And I'm going to say that again. Acceptance sets whatever we are experiencing, free. Eckhart Tolle calls it welcoming, and he said it is the primary uh, tool for healing. Uh, Pema Chodron calls it befriending. Stephen calls it keeping company with. When I'm experiencing a challenge, whether it's with a family member, or a health challenge, or an aching heart, Usually, when I begin to meditate, my mind is busy, commensurate with the level of challenge I am experiencing. I used to try to get my mind to quiet down by riding the waves of my breath, but I learned that that wasn't what the meditation was about. It did help in the beginning, so I began to get space. But then what really worked was to simply recognize my mind was struggling and actually talk with it. Oh, I see you're having a hard time. It's okay that you are struggling. You are not alone. I am here with you. And if you need to struggle the whole meditation, that's okay. And of course, under the gaze of my accepting heart, my mind would calm down. But if I try to get it calmed down by faking my care, which I have done in the past, you could clearly see I was not sincere and it wouldn't let go. So love heals even your emotional world. Love is also what all people long for. They long for the healing gaze of an awake heart. My friend spent a couple of days with her 14 month-old yeast. She said that mainly what her niece wanted was somebody to see her. So my friend spent a lot of time on the floor just watching this little girl play, and over and over again, the little girl would look up to see if my friend was giving her the accepting attention she longed for. We don't ever outgrow this need for attention. We just become better at hiding it. We all long to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. Do you want to truly make a difference in the world? Meet people with an open heart that shines out of your eyes and your whole being. We are all different versions of the same thing, human beings. And we each all carry the moving pieces that make up a human being put together a little bit differently than the next person. You may have more self-judgment than someone else, but you also may have more courage. You may have more anger than I do, but maybe more drive. And all of us have been wounded, shamed, ashamed. And we have all experienced rejection cruelty, and disregard, and we all have broken hearts. We all deserve to be loved. When I heard that Norman Lear, the creator of so many amazing sitcoms, including All in the Family, when I heard that one of his favorite statements is just another version of you, In other words, there's much more that is similar between us than is different. I had a t-shirt made with that quote on the front. Now, I'm going to say a radical thing. There is not one person in the world that does not deserve your heart. You may have reacted to that, right? But not that person. And what about the person who hurt you when you were a child, or the partner who cheated on you and then rubbed it in your face? And what about those Hamas fighters and the Israeli war cabinet that are killing so many innocent human beings? But those are the people who most need your heart. And I want to say that again, those are the people that most need your heart. What happened to them that they could harden their hearts that deeply? Bruce Perry, a psychiatrist who works at the Child Trauma Academy in Houston, wrote a book with Oprah Winfrey called What Happened to You? After having worked with thousands of traumatized children over the years, he could see That the question to ask is not, why are they the way they are and how can we fix them? The question is, what happened to them? What caused their hearts to close so completely? And how can we help their hearts to open again? The awakening teacher Reggie Ray tells a story about Trumpa Rinpoche. He is one of the first Tibetan monks that came to the U.S., and he created Naropa University. And this story, uh, they are talking about one of the other early students of Trumpa. Rinpoche, and she was a psychologist, and she had been working for a long period of time with a woman that was addicted and suicidal, and she got better. And the woman was so thrilled that she was able to make a difference in her life, and then the addict went back to the alcohol. So this psychiatrist went to Trumpa Roche and she was just upset she told him how much energy she had put into this woman and Trumpa stopped her and in a very loud voice said just love her and that woman got it she was trying to fix the woman And what the woman needed more than anything, what we all need when we are hurting, is somebody there, present for us, with accepting attention. So, if this intrigues you, don't start with the people who gave you your deepest wounds, for heaven's sakes. Start with everyday people you meet at the store, on the bus, in the elevator, in a restaurant and recognize they are just another version of you. We are all one family. As your heart becomes more open and you contemplate the people who wounded you the most, know that some actions are practically impossible to forgive. So don't force this. It's important to know that you are not necessarily opening your heart to the actions of the other person. You are opening your heart to their essence, to their being, to who they are behind all the conditioning they took on To Over time, as the armoring around your heart falls away and you realize you do really get that your love is undivided, And you can allow it to shine equally on everything, just like the sun does. For you see, within every single human being is a seed of light and love, as Einstein said. But we need other people to recognize this seed, to fertilize it with their loving attention, so this seed can grow and we can become the loving awareness that we truly are. Love also heals our spiritual life. Most people don't see the core truth of life, that everything is made out of love. I love a quote from the Tietriya Upanishad. All the universe has come from love and unto love all things return. I love a quote from the Course in Miracles. Everything is love or a request for love. And Maharaji Ramdas's guru said over and over again, it's all about love. Love serves. And remember who you truly are. Another one of my favorite quotes is from Teilhard de Chardin, the highly respected French priest, scientist, and philosopher. Love is the most universal, the most tremendous, and the most mysterious of the cosmic forces. Love is the energy that brought the universe into being and binds it together. The physical structure of the universe is love. Love draws together and unites. It is the core energy of evolution. Wow! Just let that in. The physical structure of the universe is love. It's the core energy of evolution. But we're not done yet, because we need to hear from people we highly respect, because this is such a new concept to most human beings, that it is all made out of love. Evan Alexander, the American neurosurgeon and author of the New York Times bestseller Proof of Heaven, wrote about his experiences while in a seven-day coma from bacterial meningitis, saying, love is without a doubt the basis of everything. This is the reality of realities, the incomprehensibly glorious truth of truth that lives and breathes at the core of everything that exists or ever will exist. And just take a moment and let in that possibility that it is the glorious truth at the heart of you. Anita Morjani, the author of Dying to Be Me, had been fighting end-stage cancer for four years. As she was dying in the hospital with organ failure, she said she started feeling herself expand and said, what I can only describe as superb and glorious, unconditional love surrounded me, wrapping me as tight as it could as I continued to let go. Love, joy, joy ecstasy and awe poured through me, into me, and engulfed me. I was swallowed up and enveloped in more love than I ever knew existed. I felt more free and alive than I ever had. And here she was on her deathbed, Letting go, letting go, letting go of living in the tiny and small world of her mind and what was there to meet her? Love. Shanti, author of many books on awakening, was a rigorous Zen student and he was living with his parents and had built a tiny meditation hut in the backyard. After years of meditating, he truly felt he was defeated and he would never find out what enlightenment is. He was feeling absolutely crushed, and right in the middle of that moment, he reports, my heart just began to flower. It was like a golden love was being poured right into my being. It was as if I could hear everything, and it was just singing this love. I went out of the hut, and everything I looked at was an expression of this love, The whole universe was nothing but this immense, infinite love which I was being bathed in. So again, take a moment and let in the possibility that these beings are speaking truth, that love is at the heart of life. It permeates every single atom, molecule, and cell. So right now, love is vibrating in every cell of your being and in every particle that makes up life on this planet. That means that every plant, animal, rock, cloud, being, including you, is animated by love. So all around you and within you is paradise, the world of love. As many wise beings have said, heaven is not a place. It is always with us, right here, right now. But because we had to close our hearts as we were growing up, which are the doorways into this world of love, we are all like Sleeping Beauty, asleep to the truth of who and what we really are. Are why don't we see it? For most of the life, we are identified with our ego, thinking that we are our thoughts, sensations, desires, and personality. The best way I've ever described this is imagine that when you were born, you lived in the most beautiful house, you know, with big windows that were open to the breeze, and it was filled with light laughter and love but slowly over time as thoughts began to fill up your head you began to lock your windows and doors close the curtains and eventually you end up in a windowless bedroom in the basement and this is where your mind lives but you have a big screen tv and so you can see images of life not realizing that you are living in a secondary world. Right outside this windowless bedroom is a whole other world, a place where rather than thinking about life, you are present for it. You may be able to see a windstorm on the TV of your mind, but you can't feel it caress your cheek. Smell the exquisite smells of nature and know that everything is an expression of love. When I am sharing with you in this show, I speak from that place. I don't always live there. I still get caught in that windowless bedroom at times. But once you feel the pure joy of being open to life, when you get caught again in the tight and small world of your mind, very quickly, you open your heart to your struggles whether you open them to your emotions, your mind, or the tightness in your body, and then the chances of opening back up into the real world are far greater. So I invite you to tap the center of your chest. Just tap it. Tap, 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 tap. We are waking up your heart center now let go of tapping and breathe in and out through this center and if this is difficult imagine a little nose right there in the center of your chest and allow the energy of your heart center to begin to expand with every in-breath feel your chest opening and becoming more alive with the energy of your heart center. Stay with this as long as you want to by pausing the recording. Now, lift your eyes. For a few moments, allow yourself to see that everything in your environment is an expression of love. The air, the walls, the carpet, your clothes. Now include yourself. Love is what you are. Allow your heart to open to life, for it is the doorway into love. But of course, as you live your life, your heart will open and close. But just this power of tapping, patting, rubbing in circles, or just laying your hand over your heart center can begin to remind you that your heart is your home. And finally, love is what is called for in the healing. Of our planet, we used to think that our brain is where all the action is, but science now knows that our heart is a brain that communicates with our whole body neurologically, biochemically, and electromagnetically and to blow your mind even more, our heart's electrical field is a hundred times stronger than our brain's electrical field and its magnetic field is 5,000 times stronger. And this electromagnetic field of your heart can be recorded up to three feet away from your body. Why is this important? Because all the world is made up of electromagnetic fields. So all matter in the world responds to your heart just like we talked about Stephen and his burns. You can literally change the stuff that makes up your body and makes up the world. When you generate feelings of compassion, inclusion, care, kindness, forgiveness, and acceptance, you send out a frequency that is charged with healing energy the healing energy of your heart, and it is the energy that will literally transform our world. There have been numerous scientific studies where they gathered together hundreds of people who meditated together in order to join in the coherence of their hearts. And in every study, the level of crime and violence in the area dramatically lessened for a period of time. The results were so amazing that scientists have replicated them over and over again all over the world, getting the same results. They are now calling this the science of peace, the power of human hearts coming together in coherence. When you understand that your heart is the most powerful tool you have for healing yourself and healing the world, you can let go of fear of the future. Yes, we are now facing such enormous changes and enormous challenges, but to recognize they are simply part of a greater process, a part where an old way is dying and a new is being born the old way is the kind of mind that believes in separation control revenge dominance this kind of mind is separate from the whole so it can do harm to itself to others and to the earth the new kind of mind that is being born realizes that we are all members of one family And that the most powerful thing we can do over and over again in our lives is to choose love. So yes, we are living in a time of evolutionary possibility. The possibility of the human mind moving into the heart mind, moving into adulthood. A mature mind lives from the understanding that everything has risen out of a vast river of creativity, and each part of life is essential to the greater whole. It sees this about every single person, no matter what the color of their skin, or their religion, or their political affiliation, or even their likability. It sees this about trees, air, rivers, oceans. It also understands the fragility and impermanence of life and thus lives from the deep awareness of the preciousness of every single moment. A person who lives this level of communion with life is one whose very presence can heal the world. A few human beings down throughout the ages have matured into this next level of evolution, and we created religions around many of them. But now there lies the possibility of more and more people waking up, ordinary folks like you and I, living from our aware, inclusive heart. So to access this heart, it helps immensely to set aside time every day to meditate, to quiet your mind and open your heart. If sitting doesn't work for you, try Tai Chi or Qi or maybe a walk or maybe even running using the connection of your feet to the ground to bring you back to this living moment. But during that time, also cultivate an open heart. Breathe in and out through your heart, or do loving kindness meditation, or forgiveness meditation, or do my course called Falling in Love with You. Then remind yourself that to choose love for yourself, for your loved ones, and even for the people you find difficult, you become a part of the healing of our planet. So I invite you again to place your hand over your heart, tap it if it works for you, rub it, pat it, and let in these truths that we have explored together Love is what we all are. Whether we see it or not, we swim together in an ocean of love. For a moment, allow there to be no separation. Everything and everybody comes from love. Everything and everybody is just another expression of you. Allow yourself to be immersed in the ocean of love that is life. And if your mind is resistant to this, if it's spacing out or just stubborn, bring your heart to your mind. For the healing we are exploring together doesn't come from changing anything or doing it right. It comes from the ability to see and be with what is happening right now. Now, imagine yourself moving throughout your days and remembering it's all about love. See yourself keeping your heart open, engaging with life with a loving awareness, and see yourself, when your heart closes, meeting it with an open heart. Let's go back to what I shared in the beginning, the quotes that are on the wall of my counseling room. First is the poster that says, Love is what we're here for, and I'm going to try to take a picture of it and send it to Asia so that she can post it on, uh, Dream Visions, uh, my page on Dream Visions. And then beside it are the three quotes. And you may be able to take them in more deeply after listening to what I've been offering. The supreme dignity available to humanity is to be the companion of God at the banquet of love. This is the most dazzling and optimistic vision of what human beings essentially are. Andrew Harvey The desire to make us over into love permeates the entire universe. Brian, swim. Someday, after mastering the winds, the waves, the tide, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love. And then, for a second time in history of the world, man will have discovered fire. Oh my God, whenever I read that quote, my heart just flames, it just grows immensely, and it covers the whole universe. And finally, let's touch on what Einstein was thought to have said to his daughter. When we learn to give and receive this universal energy, dear Liesl, we will have affirmed that love is the quintessence of life. Love is the most powerful force in the universe, more powerful than fear, ignorance, war, and insecurity. Will you join me in cultivating an open heart, set aside time every day so that our beleaguered world can begin to remember that we are all one family and it is just unimaginable to do harm to any piece of the planet, to any being that lives on this planet. That is what our world needs. And just like the ocean was made out of drops of water and which drop of water was not important in creating the oceans, this field of love that we truly are will expand and grow and you are a part of that healing. Can you love yourself that deeply? Can you make a commitment to being loving awareness? Can you know you will expand and contract? You will get lost in your old kind of mind that judges and compares and expects and demands. But that is what needs your love. That is your teacher of love. So I thank you for listening from the depth of my heart. And I thank you for all the children that are coming after us. May they not have to close their hearts as deeply as we did in order to survive. And may they never lose sight of their own unique beauty. And that who they really are is this love that animates the whole universe. Namaste.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of What's in Your Way is the Way with your host Mary O'Malley. You can access Mary's offerings on her websites, MaryOmalley.com and What's in the Way Is the Way.com. Join Mary next time to experience the peace and joy that is always with you on Evolutionary Voices for the Quantum Age. Heard Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network.
1: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.